0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Today I'm coming to you uh, live from a different spot. I'm out uh, in Eastern Oregon right now, and I'm traveling around um, in the, the backcountry. It's near a town called Plush, Oregon, and it's really not on, uh, or it's not a big spot. It's not really on that many maps. But if you look at Oregon, and if you're to uh, to try and check out. Um, Southeast Oregon, or South Central Oregon is probably also what it would would count as. You come across this spot called Plush, Oregon, and uh, it's near the Warner Rim, uh, and I think another town called Adele. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's up past Lakeview, and so I'm out there right now. I'm walking around in a dry lake bed and uh, trying to take some photographs. And it's cool. This spot is nice. We have a, a camping spot set up. It's October 2nd or 3rd today. And uh, we have a camp spot set up with a, a really nice view of uh, of Mount Hart. Or excuse me, that's not it. It's Hart Mountain out here. And we've been here uh, a bunch of times before. We used to come out here back when I was a kid. Um, I think when I was like eleven or twelve, we first started coming out to uh, the Hart Mountain area. And uh, I think this time of year it's hunting season. We don't have any hunting stuff with us. We're just uh, we're just here doing videos and photo stuff. And it's really cool because uh, this this Eastern Oregon high desert. Uh, terrain out here has a lot of aspen trees in it and i think we're at 50 5,500 feet or so maybe 6,000 feet even by now could even be higher maybe i'm underestimating it but the cool thing about this uh this elevation is we get a lot of that uh that alpine aspen and a lot of these uh these little troughs that kind of uh line themselves out on this rise and so I'm looking up, and I see a, a big grove of aspen trees that I think we're gonna try and check out later. But they're uh, they're really green and yellow right now, which I think would be fun to photograph. And a few of them down the road were uh, were really orange and red. So it seems like there's it's a good time of year to be here. Years past, this is the the time of year that we'd come by uh, early October within the first two weeks. I think the latest we ever came here was uh, gosh, what was that? Must have been October 17th. And on the way back, it uh it ended up snowing on us for a good portion of the way. I think we were in a rental car at the time. Maybe I'm wrong about that, maybe just a truck. But I think it was a two-wheel drive truck. And had a hell of a time I was trying to pull through the snow, going through Bly and Beatty, Oregon. What a weird spot. So, uh, so right now I'm working with uh, the Nikon F4, my film camera. That uh, really more and more, I think I'm deciding that uh, I'm just going to try and use this as 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 my kit. You know, I've been talking about that all year, and I keep bringing my digital camera with me. In fact, right now, not being used in my bag is uh, is the old D2H and another couple lenses or so. And I'm using the lenses. I'm rotating through that, and I, I think I should have uh, a couple different. Uh, prime lenses in my bag to have some good options and get some good quality um but man more and more i think you know i just can't really sacrifice uh shooting with uh with the nikon d2h It was produced it's a great it's a fine camera that exists but really at a point things do become antiquated and i think that's something that I haven't really considered. Well, I've considered it plenty of times, but I try and kind of eschew it off as sort of a marketing trend. Like, how could a camera really only be good for one year? It's still good for whatever purpose it was. You know, still good for the years before that, right? And uh, the D2H worked great. It was, uh, it was fine to post a bunch of stuff to the web, but the thing that I'm noticing most of all now, and what I noticed back in 2007, too, is that cameras with full frame sensors and with more than 16 megapixels seem to just have a totally different tone and tonal range and the size of the pixels the way the sensors are created are totally different and that has such a huge effect on the true image quality the actual the actual qualities of the photograph um i think it's i think it's time that i start to start to think about upgrading i think i need to go full frame well i i should explain that last part more like when i talk about qual, like the true qualities of the photograph and and how uh how different or newer sensor might change it i thought for a long time that just like the sensor itself would just kind of flat grab uh whatever good photograph i seem to have set up and kind of noticing more that that's really not the case maybe um maybe different sensors of their time i mean we've, everybody's known different sensors have different megapixels but they also have different Different color qualities to them, also uh, different levels of contrast. Um, even if you're shooting raw, I swear that maybe it doesn't make sense to some of you. Who think that the contrast isn't really added into it to a raw photograph, but just the, the the well, just yeah, by the sensor, it's like there's just not as much contrast with this setup that I have, and I think primarily because it's less than four and a half megapixels. Um, so I think we're talking about, like, what is that, like an iPhone 3-era camera or <laughs> or something? I saw the, the new iPhone announcement, and it's like, you know, it's a 12-megapixel camera on your phone, and that's a lot more than what I've ever shot with with a digital camera. I would have been so happy to have a, a Nikon D3 or, uh, well, Canon was way ahead of 12-megapixels way before. I don't know, a Canon uh 5d mark ii or something when those came out those were what was it like 16 or 24 gee i think they were 24 even back in 08 um but uh gosh i'm just meandering around through the sagebrush right now trying to find uh a way back to the path a way over to uh there's a little little atv road over here i'm gonna try and check out a little bit but um but yeah talking about lenses sensor quality and stuff full frame uh, it's gonna be the way to go. I really do dig film, and I'm gonna try and shoot it and scan it as much as I can because I think it's qual. I don't know. There's just a lot to it that makes it makes it work out for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm thinking about setting up a little piggy bank, putting away some uh, some bucks for a new camera body. I think it might be time. But um, but yeah, on this trip, uh, cruising the road right now. I've got the uh, the tripod mount on here. And I was smart enough this time to bring uh, the mounting gear for the, uh, the Lee Big Stopper, the filter that I have. I'm excited to get into that. I think uh, using the filter uh, here is going to be cool. Maybe if I can find a good spot with the aspens and with some clouds and, and get some, some time shifting, or time shifting is the wrong word. What's the clearest way to say that? I guess a time lapse. But I'm not going to play it back, right? I'm just going to try and uh, set up the tripod and uh, photograph these aspen trees and then also get a little bit of the sky around it, and hopefully there's uh, enough wind or the exposures long enough or the clouds move you know in a in the right direction that uh, that I get a little bit of um, that long exposure image effect I'm looking for. I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but I think uh, this next section, I'm gonna go uh, check out some of this stuff over here. Here, there's a, well, yeah, it's hunting season. I think I talked about that. But here, uh, I guess since it's hunting season, there's gonna be uh, gonna be more people out in this uh, this area. This area that we're in, it's it's BLM land. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure this section of it is. And looking out over to Heart Mountain, Heart, Heart Mountain's a, I think a national. Uh, I think it's a national wildlife refuge, or at least there's part of that that's up there. Last time that I was at Heart Mountain, that was. That was in 2014. That was a fun uh, fun but fast photo trip that, uh, that we did over to the Heart Mountain area and uh, went up there, photographed a lot of stuff. That was in April. No, it was May. It was totally May by that time. But yeah, first or second weekend of May. And uh, yeah, we were over in Heart Mountain digging around and uh, trying to find some uh, some cool places to camp and some some cool little hikes to go photograph. Now, Heart Mountain's kind of a trip, too. It's a huge rise um, from this side, uh, or from the plush side. You, you just look at it, and it looks like it looks like a mesa or like Ayers Air, Rock or something in, uh, in Australia. Um, but it's a huge kind of beast of a mountain. But when you get up on it, it's sort of a valley, or it sort of it kind of troughs in. Um, and I guess uh, that's kind of how a lot of these do. If you look at the Steens, that landscape's kind of the same way where there's a big, a big ridge. And then on the backside of it, it just kind of slopes off back down to the land below. And it's interesting too, you look at that and then you can kind of see, if you look at it from uh, like Google Earth or, or Google Maps, or even a good uh, topographical map, you can see the where the water runs. I mean, so you can see the uh, the watershed that's created. From uh, from the Steens Mountain, or from uh, Warner Rim that I'm on, or from Hart Mountain, all three of these out here, are these big, what seem like a f- flat mesa with two of its legs broken, and just kind of it's this huge rise that comes up and then just tips off and sort of slopes back into the earth. And so you see all these big, big creeks, or uh, just big, uh, well, yeah, big big area of land a lot of square mileage and so a lot of that water uh, kind of concentrates down into a few of those channels and then and then you can kind of track that out and to see all the uh, or to the bodies of water that they support so i think like the steens mountain uh i think that's uh, uh like all those all those gorges they all kind of flow together uh into the malheur lake which at one time, as I understand, was like the largest lake in Oregon, or one of the largest lakes in Oregon. Now it seems like it's mostly dry. Yeah, it's like Malheur and Harney Lake. Those are maybe connected. I don't know if by land they're totally connected, but uh, I imagine that at one time they were uh, they were just one larger mass of uh, mass of water out there. And it seems like it seems like this whole area of eastern Oregon has lost a lot of a lot of. Uh, of moisture or of water or climate change, you know? It seems like it's been going on for a thousand years and uh, a lot of this area, that used to be pretty fertile area or at least more hospitable, hospitable and more comfortable than uh, the rocky, more arid, drier country that we seem to see now. I don't know, it's strange to see the effects. But I'm gonna walk back toward camp and make myself a turkey sandwich i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and thank you for checking out the billy Mm -hmm. newman photo podcast